Hello and welcome to episode 300, The Preamble. So after 300 episodes, we finally did it. We had a catastrophic audio failure that I did not realize until a day and a half after we recorded when I finally decided to edit the podcast late into Monday night. So the audio in this one is a little tinny. Um, at first, I lost the entire backup as well. So my audio was the first to get destroyed, and then the backup just wasn't there, and then I had to go to the internet to try to find it. I eventually found it, and it's all of our audios mixed together. So even though Kitty and Fletcher had good audio, I can't use it because our backup audio has all three of us. So what you're about to hear is our Zoom recording, which doesn't sound too bad, but it's definitely not up to our normal standards. And yeah, there will be times where we mention that you can't hear Spencer, well, you'll be able to because he was on Zoom and we could hear him on Zoom and typically that's all gets cut out, but it wasn't this time. So yeah, I blame a long, very fun weekend and yeah, we'll tell you all about that right now. Hello and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk on Topic a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. This is our 300th episode. And after that long, you'd think I would remember that's where I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Six years Kitty. we've been doing this. Almost every week, we took a couple summer months off once, and that was very nice. A lot has happened in those six years, and today we are going to look at two of them. Our first TGTCon just concluded, and we'll recap how that went and what our plans are for the future. Then we will talk about our comfort games, what they were before we started doing the podcast, and how they've changed over the last six years. We'll even try to define what a comfort game is. Yeah, and it, and it occurs to me that the way I wrote that, it sounds like we're talking two of the years, and really what I meant is yeah. two of the things that happened in those six years. But and either I works. read it in my head to myself and was like, that makes sense. And then when I was reading it out loud, I was like, that's nope. not very clear. <laughs> We're covering two topics tonight. Welcome to 300. But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, and the Gifted Games in Gray's Lake. And we have a new... We'll get it right supporter. next time. <laughs> exactly. We're going to get there eventually. I think we're getting worse. We are definitely going downhill. I'm going to be very honest about that. There's really, um, we're getting lax. We, we're getting, what is it, complacent? <laughs> is that what people call it? That so, is a word. Yeah, it's been a long weekend. Um, but I do also need to thank <laughs> Joe Romero. He is our newest patron. So thank you, Joe. And if I remember to add you to the bottom of this by the end of the episode, we'll say your name again, I promise. Um, yeah, so um, you can listen to us live on Zoom. Typically, Monday's at 8.30. Uh, to this time, it is Sunday at 8.30 for reasons because we had a convention this weekend. Uh, join our Discord. Join our BGA group. Join. Then you can be part of our convention stuff, and we'll talk a little bit. The episode's not going to be all about the convention. Maybe the first 15 minutes, 20 tops. Then we're going to talk about an actual 25. topic. Maybe 25. <laughs> um, but hey, I have one uh, 30 minutes. You are going to be sold. So, <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question for you. Uh, what did you guys do this weekend? Not much. Uh, yeah, I just kind of sat around. <laughs> <laughs> Literally sat around. Yep. Literally sat around. 
Yeah, so we're just going to eat into the banter and talk about what we did because I honestly don't know what you guys did this week or this weekend because we kind of talked on Saturday morning mm-hmm. and I lost track of you because you guys were playing games. I was playing games. Um, so, yeah. So what, like, really, what'd you guys do? Um, well, I played, I didn't play a bunch of games. I played a few games because I had a conflict that kind of came up that wasn't the thing when we were planning this. <laughs> uh, so I didn't get to partake in as many games as I otherwise would have liked to um, because I was packing or moving. Um, we are moving in two days, so I couldn't spend the whole weekend playing games like I wanted to because I had to pack. Because Carmen wouldn't do all the packing for you? No, she wouldn't do all the packing for me. Well, I mean, she could have, but then, you know, <laughs> living with an angry Italian woman is not fun, so <laughs> I don't recommend it. <laughs> um, but you still got a few games in. Yes. And, uh... A lot of fun, and one a couple games you forced me to play, but that was uh, <laughs> that was worth it and fun. Um, and yeah, I missed two games. One because it was my fault, and the other one because I guess it was still kind of my fault. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and uh, in, in all defense, this spreadsheet is kind of a nightmare. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Now they're now we're gonna fight. Spill the um, tea. <laughs> I am. So I was looking at playing, uh, I think it was, um, it was a game with you, Chris, and I forget what it was. Uh, seasons? <laughs> seasons, yes. I was looking to play Seasons, so I found, I found my name, and I was like, okay, great. And of course, my eye went to the left, because the times are to the left, but the first time that you hit when you look to the left is the end time. And I was like, oh, it's at four o'clock. Great. I'll make sure to hop on at four o'clock. <laughs> and of course I go to the table at four o'clock and it's like, yeah, this is not. It was and, my and game. Then I, I, yeah, it was your <laughs> game. And you're like, I think that ended like an hour ago. And I was like, what? And then I go to BGA and it's like, this game concluded, you know, 56 minutes or, you know, whatever, how long ago? And I was like, oh, okay. So, and I was like, Chris, why didn't you text me? And you're like, I didn't even know. <laughs> I, I was so busy. I would go from game to game to game. I had no idea. Um, and in my defense, if you look at your name and you go to the right, it has the start time. And I removed the end time from the schedules table completely so it wouldn't confuse people. So you were just looking at the wrong tab. Uh, but again, wrong tab. I mean, there, how could you possibly be were... confused with six tabs to choose from? <laughs> six tabs. All right. So there is a few things we got that we're going to make better next time. Most people, I think, made their games. Um, and I think it worked out all right. I think I, I, as far as I see, I saw people playing games. I saw lots of things firing. A few games didn't um, fire because we didn't have enough players for, um, for them, but most games did. And so I think, I think it went all right. Um, but yeah, I will use some other kind of software the next time we do this and we will do this again. But first mm-hmm. I want to hear about Kitty's weekend. I played mostly games that I've already played before and know and love. So I played The Crew and Viticulture and Parks. I liked all that. And then I did learn Just Desserts with Courtney today. And that was really fun. And I beat her. Yeah, Courtney, <laughs> Courtney offered to like teach all kinds of like casual games. And she just had like 15 games listed of like... And and at first I just put them all in a row 
And she's like, um, so is there any chance we can break these up a little bit? I'm like, yes, because oh, yeah. I hopped <laughs> in and they were still playing cue birds and Courtney was like, I haven't had a break. <laughs> I did win my very first game of PGTCon. The very first game I played with Chris, Abyss, I won that game. And it was just mm -hmm. all downhill from there. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't remember my win rates at all. But yeah, Kitty, well, you won quite one. a few. I did lose that one. Um, yeah, it's it's all it's all good. It's all fine. I I did lose. I lost a couple games I shouldn't have lost. Maybe bitter, but not really. I just had a ton of fun. There was the the other thing I learned, you know, to related to what you were saying, Kitty, is more time in the time slots. Mm -hmm. I thought I was giving a lot of time, but I was giving time based on what a four-player game would take if there were four of me, which is just, ah, take a turn and go. And without worrying about teaching or any of those things. And mm -hmm. every game I was in on Saturday, uh, actually most every game, uh, by the time the first hour was over, we were just getting done with the first round. And I'm yeah. like, oh, by the third two-hour time slot I was in, I was playing three games at once because we were playing, like, continuing the games as, as time slots were going through. So that'll be another one. We'll uh, we'll fix that. Yeah, I think we, I think we'll need, like, a learning game and then, like, I know how to play this mm -hmm. game. It's so like almost sort of every one. other convention that does it that way. <laughs> Knew something. <laughs> this is my first convention I've ever done, and I, and I thought of it, and created a spreadsheet and all of the how it was going to work in about four and a half weeks. That's all my excuse. But yeah, if from, only someone hadn't given you that deadline that was yourself. <laughs> I know. Well, I wanted it to coincide with episode 300 and it yeah. just, that's how it and worked And it out. is fun. This is a fun yeah. way to I celebrate think, this milestone. Yeah. And I think for the most part, like I said, it did go off pretty well. Um, there were some concerns I had and making sure that, hey, everyone signs up for your game and is seated before it starts and all that. There were a couple of people who missed their games because the game had started without them being there. Um, but all in all, I think it went pretty well and I'm just going to stand by that. Um, and I want to thank everybody for thanking us for doing this. Honestly, we couldn't have done it without you. So I just, I'm thanking you all back. Like that's there. I'm rubber, your glue, whatever you say, thanks bounces off me and sticks to you. <laughs> Um, all right, let's do some statistics. Actually, no, first, I also want to thank all of our significant others. Spencer's in mm -hmm. our, our live audience now. Um, Sydney was here. Sydney played a few games. Spencer played a few games. Carmen did not, so I don't want to thank Carmen. But um, <laughs> She did packing while Fletcher played games. She did, yeah, she she packed. did packing while, while I played games. <laughs> I heard her asking for tape at one point. <laughs> She's <Yeah>. a champ. <laughs> but mostly, like, like, if it weren't for... Our especially for Spency, 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 um, oh, Spency, Spencer and Sydney, <laughs> who took the lion's share, and by that I mean the vast majority of the share of watching the kids while Kitty and I played games. Um, we would not have been able to be as involved as we were. Mm -hmm. And also thanks to Carmen for letting you know Fletcher step away. Can I come out? You are, are literally moving in two days, so yeah. Like, sorry, That's I a have lot. to. Play I would games. Have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I also want to thank everyone who offered to teach and ended up teaching or hosting games. Um, I, I, I listed the games, I put them out there and then you guys made it all work. And that was fantastic. You know, in the future, we'll put 
you know, there'll be two things, you know, beginners welcome and experts, whatever, you know, whatever, how we want to set that up. But really that's, that's, it's invaluable to have someone at the table that's willing to like take control of things. Even though BGA is easy, there was like seasons when I played seasons, all three of us had no idea what we were doing. By halfway through the game, we got it, but we were learning as we went and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to figure it out. But it's it's so much nicer when someone's there. It's like, oh, no, no, no. This is what this is. And that's what that is. Like, oh. And I want to thank the listeners. Oh, tons, like tons and tons of things for the listeners. Here's some stats for the convention. And again, it's four weeks. And all on Discord and BGA. We had 45 people pre-register for games. Over 70 games were registered for. This was games that actually had seats. So any game that didn't have anybody registered for it, I didn't count those. Over 200 seats registered for, and that was just pre-registration. There's over 60 people in the Discord with the TGTCon attendee role, which means at some point you told me you were going to be there. Now, some people couldn't make it. Um, I don't know the final, final counts of what was... um, on bga and what triggered because there's not a really good way for me to track that but it was more than what i just said i think Mm -hmm. we definitely had more than that so that is not too bad for little podcasts online convention um it it seemed like everyone was having fun i was talking to someone i'm like you know it doesn't actually matter how many people were on everyone who was playing games was having fun and talking to people that they wouldn't normally talk to and that's the whole point of you know getting together and having a weekend like that. It's almost like so, our tagline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter how many people listen to us, as long as one person talks to us. Um, so yeah, so that was amazing. Now, there are door prizes, and those door prizes are $100 gift cards. The requirements for this was to play in three hours on Saturday or two hours on Sunday, and if you pre-registered, then you got an extra entry. Um, when I started putting this together to do the drawing, which was just after six o'clock today for our 8.30 recording, um, I realized that going through all of these things and trying to find out who did what was going to be a nightmare. So I came up with a really cool system and I just want to let people know this is how I did it. So if you're wondering if you were in the drawing or not, probably yes. The only way you wouldn't have been in the drawing is if you weren't in Discord with the TGTCon um uh, role. So if, you're, if your name's not blue in Discord, then you weren't in the drawing. Um, since that was one of the requirements, except for the people who had like pre-checked with me, hey, my wife's not going to be there. So in that particular case, you probably weren't in the drawing. But 99% of you are, are there. What I would did is I generated a random number for Saturday that was between 1 and 122. And then I divided that by 2. And then I found your name. And if your name was in pre-registration, then you were in. If you're also, um, so if you're, anyway, I divided by two because you would get two entries, but if it was a half entry, but you weren't in pre-registration, then it didn't count. So it had to be the whole number entry. Then I checked the BGA for your name and saw what you played. And if you qualified, boom, you won. So I only had to roll a few random numbers to find people who qualified, boom, you qualified. Moral of the story is, Yes, everyone was considered, and I didn't have to go through and find everybody's name in every single game. <laughs> so, who won? Um, all right. So these the these are your board game arena names. So I'm gonna murder the first one um, for Saturday. <laughs> Deja Riza was our first winner. 
Um, he's from Japan. I was playing a game with him. Uh, what do we play? I want to say we were playing Lost Runes of Arnak, maybe, or maybe it was a Great Western Trail. It was a something. Um, no, no, Great Western Trail. I think I might still be playing that game with him. Yes, yes, I am. And it's his turn. Um, so, but he was a trooper, played for a very long time, um, and was in a number of other people's games. And then the other person who won for Saturday is Sinister Wally. So congratulations to both of you. Um, and for Sunday, this person only played one game, but he played it with me, and he's still in the same game. Um, <laughs> Definitely qualifies. qualifies. <laughs> it's a Western Trail game, which lasted about, it's, I think we went to turn base at about three and a half hours in. So we're like, okay, we'll finish this, but we're going to have to finish it um, later. Um, and that is Ninja Carl. So Ninja Carl, you won for the Sunday. So all you got to do is ping me on Discord. Let me know how you want your gift card and you guys will get that. Now, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 people, I think, in our audience right now that are not related to us. Oh, I'm counting again. 15 people. Um, so one person's just listed as iPhone. So whoever you are, you're going to have to tell me. So there's 15 people there. I am going to roll a 20-sided die. Hey, Spencer, or do you have a 20-sided die on you? Spencer's no. going to go find a 20-sided die. Mine, mine packed. <laughs> and he's going to roll They're it three in times. in one of the cabinets underneath the bookshelves. <laughs> Spencer can hear us. You can't hear him. Um, so he's going to roll it three <laughs> times. And if he gets higher than a 15, he'll re-roll it. But those three people are going to win TGTCon t-shirts. So if you want a TGTCon t-shirt because you participated or because you want to show people that you support us, well, there is a link that will be in the show notes that you have until the 31st Wednesday. Um, so a couple days from the day or so from the time you hear this um, to sign up. Everybody who's part of the uh, convention already has the link. The shirts are relatively cheap. It's $17 for your traditional t-shirt and $16 for the women woman's version of the same t-shirt um, plus shipping and it'll ship in about two weeks. Uh, so yeah. So if you want a t-shirt, they're available. It's like a group order. Like if you were a boy scout or something and when it hits a certain amount, you get a discount. But anyway, so Spencer roll that die. And I just then did. I rolled a nine. So Spencer roll that die. <laughs> nine <laughs> is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That would be, it looks like, Terrence is our first t-shirt winner. All right. What's the next number you're going to roll? And nobody can hear him doing this. Unless you're in the live audience. Unless eight. you're in the live audience. All right. The next number was eight. So we go back one. And that is competitive friend, which is only fair because one of the nicest things the listeners done for us is send us these really, really nice t-shirts. That mm -hmm. I still wear to this I day. I still wear my t-shirt all the time. Because yeah, it, it's just so nice. SGC. Um, the SGC. So, yeah. So, thank you. And a uh, t-shirt will be available for you shortly. Um, send me your guys' addresses afterwards. Actually, Terrence, you can just come pick yours up. Um, all right. <laughs> Spencer, one more time. How did you know I would just have a D20 nearby? Um, so, Spencer just asked nearby. How, how we knew he had a D20 <laughs> nearby and because you're a nerd. Um, two. All right. So, the last number Spencer rolled was a two. And that puts, us at, <laughs> that puts us at Christy. 
So Christy, you have a t-shirt as well. Um, by the way, if you're wondering how I'm counting this, your videos are in a completely different order than mine. I'm just counting them from the top to the bottom as is on my screen. So, <laughs> I, I think Basically, I was like, Chris is, you know, using favoritism. Yes, I'm just <laughs> randomly like, oh yeah, no, no, you're right where I'm supposed to be. All right. Yeah. So hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> so every once in a while, if you're part of our live audience, something cool will happen. Um, all right. Let's see. Our next TGT con. <laughs> Getty says he feels like a sucker. Getty, I think it's more of a lollipop, but eh, you know. Pre-show chatter, you would only get that if you're part of our live audience. That's, that's still, I, we're still not going to get more people that would be like, I don't want to talk about suckers and lollipops. So <laughs> the next TGTCon is going to happen. Next week. <laughs> not next week. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Uh, maybe. There was a recommendation. Um, probably a Saturday in January. So we're thinking of doing this two or three times a year and middle of January, where are you going to go? So that just sounds like a fun time to have. Now, go to Hawaii. Go, you could go to Hawaii, but you can also play from Hawaii because that segues into the next thing I'm about to say, which is Fletcher. Thanks for the segue. It is going to be a 24 hour convention. So it is going to oh. run from 8 a.m. on Saturday. To I was hoping the door prize would be a trip to, ho to Hawaii. <laughs> the door prize is not a trip to Hawaii. Hosts are eligible. <laughs> you get a Hawaiian postcard. <laughs> yes, I will send you a postcard from Hawaii at some point in my future self. Um, but yeah, so 8 a.m. to 8 a.m. So you can do a marathon if you want, but that's not necessarily the intent. The intent is to cover all time zones. We had people from a lot of different time zones. Um, um, Waking up oh, at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, what was her name? Doc, Dr. Dr. O something. I'm Acme. doing this off the top of my head. Yes. What? Um, Dr. So Acme is her name on... I'm, I'm BGA. BGA, yeah. Yep. But she got up at 4 o'clock in the morning. She's from New Zealand and mm -hmm. played games with us all day Saturday and had so much fun that she did it again on the following day, which was her Monday. So she was playing games with us on her Monday morning at 4 a.m. until she had to go to work. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want. That is commitment. Yes. <laughs> so what I want to do is be able to say, hey. You couldn't give her a prize? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> now I feel like a jerk. <laughs> um, but what I want to do is make it so that no matter the time zone, you can play. And that way, the people who get up early, early or stay up late um, can play. And honestly, I can do 24 hours. I can do a marathon of 24 hours. I'll sleep all day Sunday. But um, You heard it here first, Sydney. I, I, <laughs> she did, actually. I didn't tell her about that part. I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll sleep for a few hours here and there. Um, but that's the plan. And the other part of it is I do plan on using something besides my awesome Google Sheet for games. So I'm going to use tabletop events. Uh, which does mean there will be a $2 registration fee. That's the lowest I can make it for <laughs> tabletop events. So if you want to register, it's $2. But then that gives us everything they do is free as long as we charge that $2 for registration. Um, the games themselves, I don't expect to charge anything for or anything like that. Also, I'm going to have our listeners help us actually run events, like a real convention. So I'm Kitty and I aren't going to be control freaks about creating all the games and making sure everything's <laughs> all the way we want it to do. We've worked out the kinks. We'll give you instructions on how to create the games and let you guys 
run your games so you can kind of set them up. Um, this will allow us to have more more games at more varied times and you know mm -hmm. things can run a little bit smoother. Um, and there'll still be door prizes because I like giving away things. But anyway, that's Saturday. We'll give more and more information. Yeah, save up to cover your $2 fee. Um, <laughs> Rachel. I hope we gave you that, enough time. What, yeah, that's why I give you this free notice so you can save. If you save about, I don't know, two cents a day, you can do it. Uh, but yeah, so I just want the to The price of a cup of coffee, you could go twice. Uh, yeah, you could go <laughs> twice. <laughs> so that's what that's our plan um as we get closer we'll start finalizing things i do actually plan to start you know the whole registration process and and things like that a little bit further out than three weeks so actually this was not even three weeks i think it was two weeks where i started announcing games and said okay these are the games come sign up uh but yeah we liked it we're excited about it and uh, fletcher was right we're at 25 minutes <laughs> have we ever in our lives as a podcast been short on things to say ever no, no. Chris hasn't, so that's for sure that's true all right one more thing um we do have a bga real-time channel in our discord we've had it there since in the inception of the bga group in discord uh hopefully now people aren't as afraid of BGA real-time games. So check that out. If you want to do a game, I recommend posting a time to get together as opposed to, hey, is anyone available for a real-time game now? Say, hey, Wednesday at 8 Eastern, who's available to play Great Western Trail? And set up real-time games. It'll be way. Chris. <laughs> I will likely make myself available for those types of things. I, so. I played Rule for the Galaxy for the first time. I actually quite like that game. So I will... Mm. Definitely try to start some of those. All right. Someone just mentioned that hey, if it could the con could start Friday evening, like Friday eight PM and go to Saturday eight PM, that would be better. And you may have just convinced me. So fine, I'm gonna do Saturday eight to eight. I'm putting it in the show notes. This is what you can do if you're in the live audience. You can change the future. Eight PM Friday to eight PM Saturday. All right, done. And then I can actually sleep on Saturday night. I just have to sleep all day Friday too. That's okay. That's just work day. I can do that. Um, all right. Boom. Done. Okay. Let's talk about comfort games. Kitty, what's a comfort game? It's a game that I always say yes to. That okay. I associate with playing in cozy and casual settings where I'm not stressed about winning and I just have fun. And it makes, it brings me joy is how I defined this for me. When you told me that this is what we were talking about. And <laughs> I think those are great definitions. I don't know that there's any wrong definition to a comfort game. I'm just wondering what it is to you. Um, <laughs> Spencer says that she always cares about winning. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say probably so. Fletcher, what is your definition of a comfort game? Uh, it's pretty much the same. Uh, I think it's a game that I already like, obviously know how to play. I don't really need a refresher on the rules. Um, kind of reminds me, like, it's relaxing to play. There's not, I don't want to say, like, too much thinking, because I don't think that's correct. But, like, it, it's to a point where I don't need to think about the rules or think about, like, what I'm doing so much, because it's just fun to play, and I don't have to put a lot of effort into playing it. 
you like already so, have your strategy kind of like figured out. It's not that there is no strategy, just like, yeah. you know. Or maybe have like multiple strategies. So it's like, oh, maybe yeah. I'll just try this one this time. Like, yeah. But you don't have to stress. It's a not stressful gaming situation. Yeah. So I wasn't sure what the definition would be. Um, so I actually, I was watching the Dice Tower, one of their YouTube videos, and they mentioned, they just said the term comfort game. And it, and it just hit me. And that's why when I texted you guys, I'm like, oh, this would make a great topic for 300. Because it does make you kind of think, what are those comfort games? But I didn't really have a definition in mind. It's like, again, it's like a lollipop versus a sucker. You know the difference when you see it. There is none. <laughs> I, I think, I think yeah. I, I think there can also be some nostalgia in there too, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we're pulling from comfort food. So what is comfort food? It's usually food you've had as a child that you like then and you probably still enjoy today. And it kind of brings back that nostalgia of being a kid. So I think there's also some of that in there too. Yeah. And so I asked Sydney, I'm like, what's your definition? Actually, I just asked her, it's like, hey, what are your top three comfort games? And if you ask yourself that now, just think about it. Just, just you know, right now, can you name three games that you're like, yes, these are my comfort games. And she she came up with the three, and then she started defining comfort games. And it's like, oh, but this game doesn't really qualify, but that game doesn't qualify to my definition. So she started trying to fit the games to the definition. But I thought her definition was pretty similar to what you guys said. Familiarity has something to do with it, right? It's mm-hmm. it's definitely a game that you're you know. Um, it's easy to get to the table. It's a chill game. Not and another way to say it is not stressful while you're playing it. And then it's a game, and then I added, it's a game that I'll always play. Like, if you say, hey, you want to play this? Yes. So I agree with basically all of that and everything that's I think said. we hit all those points already, so, yeah. yeah. So so then I said, okay, I need to give, you know, Kitty and Fletcher a heads up. And so two and a half hours ago, actually three and a half hours ago at this point, I texted you and said, hey, come up with five <laughs> of your favorite comfort games. Um, and that's what we're going to go over is our five favorite comfort games and why. And then I'm going to quiz you on your significant others as to their favorite comfort games, because uh, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of curious if there's overlap there. I expect there's overlap. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of curious what Carmen's comfort games are, because everybody has a comfort game. Everybody has a game that they just like to play. So that's, that's what we're going to do here. Um, so I'm going to start with you, Fletcher. What is your fifth favorite Flet- uh, Fletcher game? Also, comfort <laughs> what's a Fletcher game? Oh, what is a Fletcher game? Can you define yeah. Fletcher game, please? Define, yeah, exactly. Please define that. Um, <clears throat> so my number five game is Wingspan, actually. Really? Yes. Ooh. Not because there's a lot of nostalgia there, but because I like it and um, it's it's fun, and I've played it enough times where I don't think I have to... It's pretty. It's a pretty chill and relaxing game, right? Like, there's not a lot of take back. It's just simple and, you know, like, gather points. I don't know. Do you own this game? No, I don't. Hmm. So, it, actually, that wasn't part of our definition. It's not a game you need to own. No. So, all right. I'll give that to you. All right. Kitty, what is your fifth favorite comfort game? Azul. Why? It is a game that I like to play with my family. And it reminds me of playing with my mom. And we play it a lot after family dinner. I sit down with my mom and my brother. And 
it's, um, I don't have to think about it anymore. I can just play it. We can just set it up, especially for three players. We just know the numbers. We just do the thing. And it's, yeah, I like it. Terrence also in the chat says Azul is one of his favorite comfort games as well. Um, there'll be more coming up in the chat too. There's a few others in there. Also like the clicky clacky tile sound, very comforting, almost rainstorm esque when you pour those tiles over your hands. It's great. (laughs) I have never, well, not never. I have rarely ever played this in person. So I think the only time I played it in person was with you when I first learned how to play it. Mm Mm-hmm. So I will have to trust you in the clinking. But I, I understand. Like, I agree that Azul is a lot of people's favorite comfort games. I'm looking at the BGA stats right now because that's where my life is at. And there are 5,775 turn-based games of Azul <laughs> going on right now. And most of them are actually games in progress. They, they haven't timed out. They're, like, these are real numbers. 85 real-time games. Azul has been number one on BGA since we started playing BGA. Probably since it was available on BGA. So that's, it's it's a lot of people's comfort games. Um, My number five is probably, and this is hard, but I think Century Golem Edition. I love this game. It's gorgeous to look at. You really do. It it has these like super (laughs) colorful gems. I can teach it to anybody. It's this hand builder, engine builder thing that I really, really like. I like that type of thing. Um, playing real time, it's fast, it's easy. Um, if I want to introduce like work friends to a game, this is the game I use to do it because it's not like anything they've seen before, but it's not hard. And people are like, oh yeah, I really like that. Let's do that again. So that's, I just, I love this game. All right. Um, I'm, I have, I know Spencer's number one. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if off the top of your head, could you come up with any of the other top five comfort games for Spencer? And for the live listeners, when everyone's sitting in silence like this, um, our actual listeners don't hear that. So, I mean, I want, to say, <laughs> I want to say Settlers of Catan. That is the it's, only game he played. It is the only game he played during TGT Con. That is accurate. Uh, but I signed him up for it, so this might just be <laughs> my perception. <laughs> but it is a game I remember us playing together, like before I got really into board games. Like that was a game that he introduced me to. Most, I guess, my mom had bought it too. I had played it before, but when I think of Soldiers of Catan, I think of Spencer. That is a Spencer-linked game in my mind, but I don't know if it's actually a comfort game for him. I see him typing. So Spen- yeah, so um, Spencer's <laughs> typing, but he may not even be listening to us because nothing's coming up in the chat. He, but he um, might be doing. <laughs> <laughs> no one can hear you. Type in the chat. <laughs> okay. So Spencer, thumbs up or thumbs down? Was he right? Was she? Was Kitty right? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. All right. Now I cheated on this one. Um, I actually asked Sydney, <laughs> and she actually gave me one for her number five that I did not see coming but she said stella Mm. and for those who Mm. don't know stella is uh, a game in the dixit universe where you basically have 12 cards on the on the board and a word and you have to pick you know from one to ten of those cards that match that word and see how close you get to matching other people you want to match one other person 
but you still get points if you match a lot of people. But if you don't match anyone, then you don't get any more points. It's not a points game, really. It's just a fun activity to do. So I'm like, all right. And she's like, yeah, it's just fun. You don't have to worry about it. There's nothing to stress about. It's just like, I'll play it whenever. And I'm like, okay, that works. So Fletcher, what do you think? Does Carmen have, give me one of Carmen's comfort games. I, so I don't, we've never had this kind of conversation and I don't actually know what her comfort games are. So I can only tell you that like, you know, when we have people come over and we want to play a game, the game that she reaches for is Cards Against Humanity. So I don't know if that's a comfort game or just kind of like, <laughs> we're going to play this game. I would thing. say it is a comfort game. If that's the, because that's almost a definition for it, right? What's the that's game true. you reach for? I don't know if it's her like top game, but it is definitely a game that, you know, she goes for. Yeah. And that just shows you the wide variety of friends we have. Um, I'm friends with someone who plays Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> <sighs> Sometimes that happens accidentally. So my, oh, all right. So now we go back to Fletcher. Fletcher, what's your number four comfort game? Number four is Blender. Okay. I like that one. That's a good one. Why? <laughs> and do you own it? I do own Splendor. So Wingspan is the only game I don't own okay. on my list. Um, I do own Splendor. And why? Because, I mean, just for the same reason, there's not a lot of nostalgia factor in this because the game is not that old. But I do remember playing with my parents, like, when it was still relatively new and, and playing it, like, you know, back many, many years. And uh, it's an easy game to, like, learn. And once you kind of, like, get it, it's like, okay, I understand what you need to do. It's, uh, it's fast-paced, easy. Again, you don't have to, like, it's, it's a low-stress game, at least for me. Um, so, and it's fun. This one used to be on my list. Um, I think Century replaced it, but I remember playing this with my mom and her husband and Sydney. Like when I first introduced Sydney to my parents, um, we played Splendor because anyone can play it. And we played mm -hmm. four games of it and all of yeah. us won once. And then we played with her parents and we played four games and all of us won once because the game but, has yeah. no skill. It's just fun to play. You always feel like you could, you could win and because you could. Um, and the games are short enough where it's like, oh, okay, like let's play again. Let's play again. Mm -hmm. You can play two or three games in a row. Yep. And it's it's just it's a great little game that you know people. I think the gaming community is kind of done with it. Yeah. But I think that it is still just a fun little game. I played a couple of games of Splendor on BGA, and I enjoyed them. Like I, every anytime I play it, I enjoy it. So I think that's a good. I think it's a good pick. All right, Kitty, what's your next one? Fox in the Forest. A two-player trick-taking game. Indeed. This one is the game that I brought to London with me and Spencer on our trip, and we just played it the whole trip. And it's very nostalgic for that trip and for me and, and we still play it sometimes. Doesn't come out as often because, you know, we have children and other things going on and stuff. And usually if we're playing a game, we're playing with more people. But I think any time I was like, hey, let's play Fox in the Forest, you know, Spencer would probably say yes. It was on his list, too. He put his list in. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. <laughs> I think that that happens a lot, right? It's the comfort games are the ones that we play with the people who are comfortable with us. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of these things 
come from. Um, so my next one is essentially, it's lower on the list than for Sydney, but it's on Sydney's list. And that's Keyforge. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't played, we've just played Keyforge for the first time in a long time last week, but it just felt like sitting down and playing a game that we played over and over and over. Like riding a bike. Just, yeah. And, and that's another thing I find with comfort games is you don't have to play them all the time. It's mm -hmm. when you do play them, you still immediately know how you play, you get the same feelings and all of that. And for me, like Magic the Gathering way, way back, mid 90s, Magic was one of my comfort games. And I would just, I could play that anywhere with anybody and I loved it. Um, but Keyforge to me just, it has a simpler place. It's easier to play, it's easier to set up. I don't have to think about it. I just grab a deck and sit down and play. And we love that about this. Um, all right. Fletcher, I'm not going to ask you any more about Carmen unless you can think of any, but <laughs> your third favorite comfort game. Uh, show me Settlers of Catan. <laughs> and why? Uh, I mean, pretty much all the same reasons. This one goes back further. Uh, there's more nostalgia factor here. Um, and I mean, um, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but all the same reasons as before. Like, it's fun. It's easy to play. I don't have to think about it. Low stress. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I think it's like, I don't know, the game that got people more interested into board games, I would say, on average. So there's a little yeah, bit I mean, of like... It, it basically created the Euro game craze in the US, right? Even though it's yeah. not a Euro game. People call it a Euro game. It is not. It is a roll and move in sheep's clothing. It's Monopoly. Like... If you think about that game, you're rolling two <laughs> dice and seeing what you the get. The head is shaking from the audience you are getting I, right now, Chris. I know. Oh. But if you look at the core of the game, there's there's random negotiation, just like in Monopoly. There's two six-sided dice, just like in Monopoly. You roll them to see what you do on your turn, just like in Monopoly. There's a little bit better decision-making. No. You're building houses and hotels, just like in Monopoly. Absolutely not just like in Monopoly. There is no, <laughs> it is not, no. I'm just, I'm just saying it's, it's closer like than you think. Monopoly the way that role player is like Yahtzee. Uh, no, it's, it's closer yes. to Monopoly than you think, but that's not, that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm it getting should, at it is. It might not be a Euro game by the technical definition of a Euro game, but it is not Monopoly. The big there thing about it. There is a big gray area in between those two places. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should do a, a deeper analysis. I'm sure someone else has already done it. But it doesn't matter what it is. It's still one of those games that people just enjoy playing. Like, it's fun. I played it to death, like, over and over and over. I, I also played Monopoly to death, but I was 12. Um so I think Catan is a great one. It's probably a ton of people's comfort games. Kitty, what is your next comfort game? Uh, we're on number three here. I think so. Carcassonne. All right. That is number two on Board Game Arena. Splendor is number three, by the way, and Catan is number five for most played games. So you guys are far closer to the world than I am. But Don't worry, I'm getting to my weird choices next. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Carcassonne, it's one of the first hobby games I played after Settlers of Catan. It's funny because most people call it Catan, but our circle always called it Settlers. 
um, which is confusing. So if I say settlers, I mean settlers of Catan. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it, actually, that's not the name either. It used to be Settlers of Catan. It was rebranded to just Catan, even though most people just called it called Settlers. Called it Settlers. That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah. So after that, this is one of the first hobby games I was introduced to. Um, I believe my friend Amy brought it over and taught me how to play. And it's just, it's fun. It reminds me of another nostalgic game. It felt very familiar to me. It was easy to learn, but there was still enough complexity to it that it felt fun to replay. There are a million expansions, but I don't need them. I just like plain old Carcassonne, maybe the rivers. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I think, again, I do not like Carcassonne, but I do not like tile-laying point games. Like, I've just, there's not a lot of games I don't like, but that is just one genre that I just don't really care for. I don't get drawn back to it. I'll play them. I just recently played Baron Park. I enjoyed it. No desire to play it again, but <laughs> it's, it's just something about that. Even I just recently learned how to play Isle of Cats. Fine game. Tiling point game. Couldn't care less about it. It's just something about it, but I understand why people love it. Because mm-hmm. it is, it's easy. It's easy to learn. All right, the scoring is a little weird in the fields. But other than that, you know, it's easy to learn and and it's great. My number three is very, very much not easy to learn. Um, <laughs> but it is tied for Sydney's number three. And that's Homeworlds. I yeah. love this game. It's a game that fits in our pocket. We've played it just about any place we've gone. We can play a game of Homeworlds and pull it out. Um We've played it. We went to uh, a restaurant for dinner last week or the week before, and we forgot to bring it. So we pulled out our phones and opened up BGA and played Homeworlds on BGA <laughs> while sitting next to each other. To everyone oh else, God. we were just sitting next to each other, staring at our phones like we hated each other, but we were engaged in a game of Homeworlds. Spencer and, and I played a game on BGA sitting across from each other at the airport looking like crazy people. So I identify. It's, yeah. it's a thing. <laughs> it's just it's fun to do. And the reason I love it is because, hey, it's it's kind of, it's just fun to look at. It's fun to see, like, you're looking at this really strange abstract thing on this, on a table, because there's no board or anything like that. And the fact that the two of you together know what's going on, but anyone who's lo- else is looking in says something weird is going on over there. So weird that I have to go and ask them about this. Because every time we play this in public, someone usually multiple people have come over and asked us about this. And that's not why I like the game, but it's, it's one of the, like, there's an appeal to it where you look at this and you're like, it's, it's like a secret club of this. Now it's equivalent to like watching two old friends play chess, right? Except that you know, everyone knows what that is. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? Exactly. Why, why are you playing chess? But anyone who's playing chess or checkers, you're like, okay, yeah, that's normal. But home worlds is our chess or checkers, right? That's just, that's what we, we play and we love it. Um, so yeah, so that is our number three. Um, Spencer wrote a list in here, I'm sure. And he also mm-hmm. posted a Wikipedia link. Um, <laughs> and wow, there's a lot of, um, the chat is very active. So tonight. much. Yeah. The chat's very yeah. active tonight. All right. So, um, I'm just gonna, I Did you scroll all this. the way back. Oh, there it is. All right. So, uh, the top one I knew. Okay. So we're going to say his, his number three that we haven't mentioned yet is risk. Um, Risk is a good one. Risk is a nostalgic one, I think. I thought about it's, adding Risk. It to, almost made my list. Yeah, but, I thought about adding it to my list. 
Yeah. But it's a, it's a little bit too long. <laughs> I will say that if we were doing a computer game, comfort games list, the Risk 2 PC game is so nostalgic. And Spencer is laughing and nodding because he had it too. And this is like, we. this is how we played Risk when we were kids, was against the computer, playing it on the Risk 2 CD-ROM drive of your computer. And like that to me is how I like learned to play Risk. It was, yeah, I would play it in person against my sister and my cousin every Thanksgiving, but most of what I did was play that computer game. Yeah, I really, I went through a Risk phase. Um, it wouldn't be on my list now. I just don't think I would. I, I think it's the length thing more than anything because it's yeah, a relatively same. simple game. It is a long game. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's it's long. So when you're making it, you just, you know, build up on Australia. It's, it's so hard to... <laughs> Exactly. And that's the only, that. the only strategy that I will play. Anything else, I'm like, yeah, no, I've already lost. Same. Yeah. Um, but for me, if I'm gonna play, yeah, if I'm going to play something that's going to be three plus hours, there are a few other games that I would happily put on the table. All right, Fletcher, were you to your number two? <clears throat> uh, my number two is a game that I've talked about a few times. It is Cribbage. And this is nostalgia. Um, I don't want to say mostly, but it, it is, there is a lot of nostalgia in this game. Um, but it also fits the rest of everything that we're talking about because to me, it's a low stress game, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I have lots of good memories of playing cribbage with my dad and my, um, grandfather. Um, so there are yeah, also just, like, a lot three of people old in people. chat that agree. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. going to say, this is one of the biggest answers I have seen in chat. One of the most common. I know. I was actually surprised how many people have mentioned cribbage in chat so far. So, yeah, I haven't played it in so long, but I feel like I sort of want to. Again, I want to bring it back. Uh, all right, Kitty, what is your number two? My number two is um, Labyrinth or The Amazing Labyrinth. This is a game that I had as a kid. I, when we first, I think this is one of the first games I mentioned on this podcast ever. And that day I went on Amazon and bought a new copy of this game. It's still in print. I think you can buy it at Target. Um, The Harry Potter version too. And it is such a fun tactile game and it has such weird art and I love it. And it's so, it's so tied into my childhood memories and it's still kind of fun to play. And I am 100% like I have played it with player three. We don't play by the full rules yet because he is still learning. But he loves looking at these pictures, trying to get to his treasure, sliding these tiles around. This is, if you are unfamiliar, it's a board, like a fold out two parts. It's like a push puzzle. Yeah, and it has, um, so there are rows and columns of tiles, and there are lanes that are open, and there are kind of squares that are stuck, so you can slide tiles through some places, but not others. Go look at a picture of it. (laughs) I'm doing a bad job describing it, because it's hard to describe, but basically it's just, if you think of a tile like a Carcassonne tile, if that's helpful, (laughs) but there are, like, four of them glued to a board with room to slide others through them. 
and it's a maze and you slide there's one more piece than there are squares on the board what? so the player whose turn it is is always sliding a piece in to move the maze and Ooh, it's really crap. fun and cool it's it's not think of it think of a a push puzzle but with no edges so if you push on one side the piece falls out on the other side mm-hmm. and and that's basically what it is and then you're trying to push things around to move things into position so you can grab all your items yeah it's it's a good game i mean it's a game it's a game um (laughs) (laughs) the art on it is so like i don't know it reminds me of like almost like a little critter book like that um but like fantasy it's very their illustrations they're a little bit creepy some of them i don't know i just love it i think and it's been rebranded a lot and like so there's a bunch of different versions of this um but the original one those What's that creepy troll. Game I'll, the, uh, I'll drop a link. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Spencer's. This isn't necessarily in order. This is his fifth in his list. But he, he says Millborn. Millborn. I think is how Mildborn. you say it. Yeah. Millborn. Millborn. Uh, I should have known this one. It's, I'm ashamed I, of myself as a wife and partner that I didn't know <laughs> this because we have a really cool vintage copy of this game. And Spencer will talk about like this is the game he remembers playing as a family in his childhood. It's a racing game. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is an honorable mention for me. This didn't make it on my list. <laughs> Mostly because I didn't even think of it until he showed his list. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to play this game all the time. I have never played it. I've seen it. I've looked at the cards. And I'm like, okay. And then I walked right by it. But it's it's one of those things where I'm like, if my younger self, if I had gotten into it, I probably would have really liked it. Um, but yeah, I just, I've never been, I was never introduced to this game as a child. And so I feel kind of left out. For me, it was a computer game um, that I would play on my Mac, like just all the time on like my Mac, my Mac classic, black and white Mac classic. I'd just boot up the game board. and just play it over and over and over again. So my number two is a game that I'm literally playing right now. Um, and it's one. Probably the newest one on my list, but that's Railroad Inc. On specifically on BGA, but every game that's posted in Discord, I just automatically join. Every time, like for work, we play this with. I play this with my um, with my team two or three times a week. We always have a game going. Um, I have three games going right now. I'm just not getting tired of it. We played an entire tournament and played it over and over and over. And then after the tournament was over, I'm like, okay, I need to start another game of it. Like, I really, really like this game. Um, in person, I would play it, but it's a little bit more fiddly in person. Actually, not even much for them. There's only four dice and a couple expansion dice. But it's still, it's just on, on BGA, I can't get enough of this. And I look forward to a turn on Railroad Rank all the time. Every morning I get up and like, oh, I have a turn. And yeah, I love this game. So that is my number two. Um, Sydney's number, well, this is technically her number four, but I already spoiled Keyforge. So her her other one was The Crew. And I think a lot of that has to do with what we've been playing lately. Like Mm -hmm. when we get together and play The Crew, yeah, The Crew is great. It's just having fun with your friends. But what what version? Um, It doesn't matter. Okay. I would guess that it's Deep Sea. Yeah. But I mean, like she plays it with her other group of friends. She plays it with us. Um, And as far as a co-op goes, 
She loves it because typically she doesn't like co-ops because one person can kind of alpha the game. And in the crew, you can't, right? You're not really allowed to talk about what's in your hand unless we're cheating to get past mission 31 on the original. But um, <laughs> I outed us to a group we were playing <laughs> with earlier. They all know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to cheat. But I mean, it was still an impossible thing. I'm like, ah, oh, there's no way we can do this. But can we? And yeah, we found a way out. And that it still felt good. It felt like a cheaty win, but it still felt good to be able mm. to figure out that puzzle. I don't know. I felt fine Chris about it. Chris doesn't have any morals. I don't feel <laughs> good about it. Fine. I'm the we'll one who back. did it, and I don't feel good <laughs> about it. It was me. I cheated. <laughs> we'll go back and play it again and again and again until we could beat it. All right, Fletcher, what is your number one comfort game? Do you think you can guess what it is? Um, I think that yours and mine are tied. So, uh, <laughs> Kitty, what is your number one comfort game? It's certainly not your number one comfort game because it is Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. That is, that is my number one demon game. Like, I know, I've, <laughs> if you, I've, I've never actually played that game. This oh, is my family's so go-to lucky. game. This is so lucky. <laughs> this is like last Thanksgiving. Spencer left with my children, walked home with them, and I sat and played Trivial Pursuit with my siblings until late at night. We just got the latest version. I love it. Oh, I love trivia. It- I love playing trivia games. I love I love rolling and moving. It is the ultimate <laughs> nostalgic game when you hit roll again three times in a row and you're just in your you're counting with your fingers left and right and up which way can i go how do i get to the color i need and you are just hovering around that last piece of pie i love it i love everything about it it's perfect and it's beautiful and i don't care what anyone else thinks <laughs> i i think you're trying to make it sound like a game it's not a game it's just torture oh it's yeah, if there was an anti-comfort list, Trivial Pursuit would be on the top <laughs> of that list for me. It's it's uh it's so hard. This um, is like being like a seven-year-old kid and sitting and we would play on teams, and I think maybe that would helps it play better um, than it is supposed to be. <laughs> because if you're playing as an individual, it kind of gets like I don't know, it's not as much fun because the talking it out, the getting to the answer. Playing as a team is way, way, way more fun than playing as an individual. Um, and yeah, I'd be like six, seven years old, just hanging out. We'd play boys versus girls. And it would be my dad and his brothers versus my mom and uh, sister-in-laws against the each other. And I would always be on my mom's team. And I was in charge of moving the piece and rolling the die for a long time until at some point I actually started knowing answers and participating on the team. And now, you know, as an adult, we often mix up the teams more often because my family is three girls and one boy. So my brother gets pretty mad if we play <laughs> boys versus <laughs> girls. <laughs> um, but it's it's just really fun and nostalgic. And this is the game that my parents played when I was a kid, it was that and my dad had this like 70s music trivia game that we call old man trivia. Um, (laughs) And that was that was what we had on our board game shelf for the longest time was this and then my cousin Josh would bring 
his copy of Risk with him until we got our own. So your choices yeah. were Trivial Pursuit and Old Man Trivia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell this about my family, but we really enjoy trivia. We also had, you know, like kids games, like Sorry, Trouble, Boggle. Um, and we had some more like party games, like Taboo and that kind of stuff. But like this was like the, the game that we played. It was the grown up game. And I wanted to be a grown up. And this was fun. And and something that you could do to be part of, like you know, it's like staying up past your bedtime. Was playing yeah, trivial pursuit with the grand the the parents. So a lot of these games that you guys have talked about, I'd be happy to play. Um, this is just <laughs> not one of them. So I, it's fair. This is totally like you know, if you grew up eating collard greens, you know, having kimchi as your comfort food sounds gross, but you know, everyone has their own comfort. Space. Well, and I know that Spencer's is a card game. Um, Spencer loves spades. Yes. That's his number one. And I totally understand that. Um, this this used to be, well, it's not spades, but my number one also used to be a card game, which was Euchre, um, very Midwestern game. I think spades mm-hmm. is a little bit more widespread. Um, but yeah, it's just a four-player game. You sit down and you just play cards over and over and over and over and over again. And they're both trick-taking games, which might be why we like the crew so much because mm-hmm. it's like a, it feels, it's it's a trick-taking game. There's a similar mechanic, but now you're trying to work together and solve a puzzle together. Um, but yeah, so I get it. I understand spades. I'll still play Euchre. Euchre's still pretty high on my list. Um, I will play that anytime someone wants to play Euchre, but you have to have four people who know how to play. And mm-hmm. that's becoming less and less common these days. Where, you know, you sit down and it's like, oh, we have four people. Let's play cards. Like, I, it just doesn't happen that much. So unless you're playing like Texas Hold'em. And then it, you can vary the amount of people you're playing a little bit more. We still need to do a poker episode. But uh, that's beside the point. Um, Fletcher and I's number one is Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. It is. <laughs> and I and had to put it. to no one. <laughs> the thing is. So I can, I'm usually the dungeon master and I can get tired when, depending on the um, level of prep that goes into it. Right. It's, it's like, sometimes I just need a break because it's, oh, I have to do this. And then it's usually a couple hours of prep for a game. And, and I don't normally, I enjoy that. It's when I stop enjoying it that I'm like, I need to walk away for a little bit, but I can play this game at the drop of a hat. Like if we're like, Hey, we're in the car, we're going to be driving for three hours. What can we do? It's like, I can DM a game for you right now. Like I get any place, anywhere without prep, we can just play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, And it is certainly not a rules light game. It's not necessarily not stressful. Um, It doesn't have to be a chill game, but it can also be all those things Mm -hmm. at the same time. Right. There's just, it's so endless in what it can do. It's freeing and ah, Oh, shut up and sit down. Just did an episode on, getting into role-playing. So if you're curious and you've never role-played or you're just like, shut up and sit down, watch that. It's pretty good. Um, Kitty, I cut you off. So I understand that Dungeons & Dragons is a game, but putting it on your list like this feels like saying, my comfort game is a deck of 52 cards. It can be so many different games. And yeah, you're technically always following the same rules, so it's not really like that, but it feels 
it feels like a set of rules, not like a game in a certain way. You know, like it's not. <laughs> Fletcher, would you like saying. to defend against? Yeah, Fletcher, you defend against that. I don't. I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you're saying because it's like what you like is a set of rules because the game isn't always the same. Mm-hmm. But when you're sitting down that's... to play a game of D and D, you know it. It's not. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that could be one reason why I like it so much, too. It's never really the same, even though you have the same rule set and it can be what you make it. And I don't know, for me, there's also like nostalgia factor, like built into this game pretty heavily. Like it was introduced to me when I was in middle school and I got like a new expanding friend group and we went over to like one of my friend's houses and he was like, hey, do you want to play Dungeons and Dragons? And I was like, well, I've heard of this game like in passing as something that nerds play. I guess <laughs> I'm about to experience this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll say I wouldn't know you and Spencer, Kitty, if it weren't for Dungeons and Dragons. Like, if, if you're talking about nostalgia and bonds and stuff. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I am merely throwing out kind of an excuse why it didn't make my list. Because it doesn't, it's not, it's not a board game. It's a tabletop game, but it's not a board game. Yeah, well, I didn't say what your. I mean, Cribbage is not game. a board game. Yeah, Cribbage isn't yeah, a board game. Cribbage is 100% a board game. There is a board Why? with pieces that you move. Right. Fine. Spades is not a board game. Yeah. Fair. Like, I didn't like, put Spades on my list either. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, but he's like, Millborn's not a board game either, right? It's still just a deck of cards. Um, is Splendor a board game? There's no board, right? Uh, Splendor's also a card game. It just has chips. Like, it's basically yeah. poker. In a in a grid, so the, oh like my gosh, it's we hard to debate what is a board oh, right, game right now. Right, right. Well, that's that's not <laughs> you're the one that brought it up. Um, yeah. I'm looking through the chat to see if anyone else in the chat thought that this counted. I don't know. All right, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying that this game, if I can sit down and play a game, this is an easy one that I can just sit down and play. But you can't and, just sit down and play. You can sit down and create a character and a scenario. Well, all right. You've got but all these so games. Much, I mean, yeah, I guess there's set up time to all these games. There's but it's just, time to all it's these not, games. I don't know. You gotta have, you have to have players in all these things. And I can sit down and play it. Like, I don't actually, I don't need anything to sit down and play. So it can be a comfort game for me, even though someone else has to do setup and stuff. But all I'm saying is, this game is fantastic. It's a fantastic game. It's a comfort game. game to me yeah i'm glad that you guys find and maybe it's because i came to it later in life it doesn't have the childhood nostalgia to me it doesn't have you know i i didn't start playing till i was 24 25 well so the other thing i'll put at this so you talked about it being it could be anything that's true but i didn't say role-playing games i said dungeons and dragons there are a ton of role-playing games that we've played and we've done a d- bunch of systems. Though none of those systems qualify for me. Mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons, the current edition, that is the specific rule set and game that I'm talking about. And that typically is a fantasy set game. And even like all the spin-offs for, you know, you can do it in modern and superhero or f- fantasy or you know whatever, those are not what I'm talking about. Classic Dungeons and Dragons. That to me is it's classic it's where I can fifth sit. edition Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, right. Well, classic Dungeons and Dragons world, <laughs> and the reason, but it makes a big difference because that the world, forgotten realm, like well, yeah, that kind of setting. But that world, I'm comfortable in. I can create mm-hmm. in that world. 
if I go to like a sci-fi or a modern or a Cthulhu or anything like that, I am not comfortable in those worlds because I don't, I don't, I'm not as connected to them. I'm not as interested in them. So I can't create inside those worlds and those game systems and those games and those settings are not my comfort. So it's that's, funny. that's where I'm so, kind of like narrowing it in. I'm, and I'm not trying to, um, you know, you are, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like I'm, I'm not just saying this doesn't deserve to be on either of your lists or it's not a comfort game. It's not my comfort game. And I think part of this too is because you, my dungeon slash game master, um, have a commitment problem. And <laughs> we switched systems so often when I first came to role playing, I never felt like, oh, this is my comfort system. I didn't play a campaign for four or five years in D&D and then move on to other systems. I played, I think we even started, my first game was a Pathfinder game yeah. and then pretty quickly moved to Savage in, Worlds and other systems and then to 5th edition. In my defense, that was Chris not my fault. Pikachu fade. <laughs> no 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 what actually happened was we were playing in a campaign um that spencer was playing in this is where i met you guys mm -hmm. in a fourth edition version of dungeons and dragons that lasted for two years mm -hmm. when that campaign ended wizards of the coast said hey fourth edition is no more there's now this new thing and i got a taste of that new thing and hated it it would eventually become fifth edition and I didn't hate what it ended up being, but at the time I did. So I'm like, okay, let's play a new game. Let's try this Pathfinder thing. Hated it. Then we did Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds wasn't bad, um, but it wasn't Dungeons and Dragons. So it was still just kind of like, eh, it was okay. Like I wasn't into the setting as much as I wanted to be. Um, we tried a couple others, but ultimately we just keep coming back to Dungeons and Dragons because I've tried a bunch of other things. I still like Dungeons and Dragons the best. See, I didn't come back to Dungeons and Dragons. Fifth edition was my first entry into full Dungeons and Dragons. I had never played an edition before fifth edition. I had played Pathfinder and I like Pathfinder and it well, was Path my first game, but nobody will play it with me anymore. That, and maybe so Pathfinder it would made my nostalgic, <laughs> my comfort game list would be Pathfinder if I still had a group that was really into playing Pathfinder with me. Yeah. I will say that Pathfinder is third edition Dungeons and Dragons. So they are the same game. Um, so you have it's played a version of Dungeons and Dragons. Right. <laughs> you have played a version of Dungeons and Dragons. You just played it under a different name. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I just, that's, that's I'm going to stand by it. All right. Our audience, um, we have a bunch of them here. Um, Azul, Euchre, Cribbage, uh, TI4, and Eclipse. Those are very long comfort games, but I love it. Diplomacy, Battlestar Galactica. I'm not sure if you're being serious, Getty, but those are, and ASL, those are, those are, <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Kokoro, uh, Cartographers, Illusion, um, pa uh, Patchwork, these are all good. Arc Nova, Blood Rage, another Blood Rage. Uh, more than Catan, well, I don't know, you have Catan. Um, let's see. Tiki, Topple, Summoner Wars. Quicks, Liverpool Rummy. Chris, you have a lot of things there. Cheeky Mummy. Um, uh, most comfort-looking areas. Uh, Calico, Creature Comforts. Those are those are just adorable Ooh, games. Calico gets an honorable mention for me. Another one that yeah. almost made the list is Herbaceous. But there's there's um, there's so there's many just so um, many there's so many games. Yeah, Bicycle I initially had a list of like one. eight games before you told me to narrow it down to five. <laughs> 
I mean, but the games don't, they're big and small. Like Lost Ruins has come up here a couple mm-hmm. different times. Um, like Quacks is a great one. We played that one many, many different times. I'd, I'd play it now. It's probably not on my list, but I would definitely play it. Um, you know, another mention for Stella, grow, Stella growing on people, uh, Meadow, which is um, a newer one, but it's another one e- easy. I don't know too much about it, but it looks pretty good. Um, let's see. There's just uh, da, 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 trying to see if there's anything new here. Now we're into different questions. Wow, you guys are super chatty tonight. I love it. Um, Terrence says that Catan is Monopoly meets Risk. I think he might be making friends like just like me. So anyway, um, that's those are my comfort games. These are this is where we're at. This is what we're talking about. I love them. I love all these games. I love everything. This is episode three hundred. We finally know a little bit more about each other because <laughs> we need to dig deep on this one. All right. Do we have anything else? before the end of episode 300. Anything you want to thank the Academy? I have <laughs> I have one comment. Yes. So when I was packing up the... Oh, <laughs> what was that? Um, when I was packing up my board games, I found a board game I didn't even know I had. Follow oh, wow. a board game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I had this game. I guess I got it as a gift a while ago. But it's still in shrink for the yeah, this new audience. It's never open. It's never been opened. It's still shrink wrap. I'm kind of excited because I guess this was gifted to me, and uh, I was like, "Okay, great." And then I put it behind a bunch of other stuff in the closet, and there it sat for I don't know how long. And when I was packing stuff up, I was like, "Hey, a board game! I didn't know I had this game, so I can't wait to play it." Um, it's okay. It's a little long for what it is, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so 300, it's, it is a lot of episodes. When we first started this, we weren't sure if we we're going to get to 10. And now we can't <laughs> imagine not doing it. Um, as far as format changes and those types of things, we may switch things up in the future. We've changed our format probably a half a dozen times at least. Um, and micro changes, another half a dozen on top of that. We're looking into ways of streaming onto YouTube so that more people are more comfortable joining. I know a lot of people aren't comfortable just like clicking on a Zoom link. Um, so if we're on YouTube, anyone can just kind of like bounce over there. Um, Discord is growing and only getting bigger. So come hang out with us there. I'm almost always there. So if you want to talk to me directly, I'm there. And at some point, Fletcher and Kitty might respond. Um, Kitty's a lurker. She just lurks the BGA notifications channel. I do. <laughs> if you tag me in something, I will get, I only get alerts if you tag my name or for the BGA notification channel, but I go check it out every once in a while. So it's a fun place to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably will do more and more BGA content just because there's so many good games on there and it really is just an easy way to connect with people all around the planet. and. If this weekend proved anything, it's that, hey, board games in whatever form can bring people together from all over the place. Yeah, I had cleaned out my BGA queue for this weekend. So keep an eye out. I'm going to be setting up a bunch of games for this week because I'm down to one game right now. (laughs) Yeah, and that's actually the one of the best reasons to join the Discord Mm -hmm. is just if you want to play games. Yeah. We also chat about all kinds of other things, too. But um. If you just want to be like, hey, I just want a place where I can play people 
that I know are as invested in taking turns as I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you join the group and we have just a great group of people to play and you get to know these people. And then you, sometimes you see them online um, on discord and you get to talk and you just start building real friendships. So sometimes you buy popcorn, sometimes you miss the popcorn sale and feel really left out. But yeah, you know, well, sometimes you're if uh, only on you had enough. been paying more attention. Yeah. You'd have delicious popcorn too. Yes. So, uh, so yeah. So thank everyone for listening. I do apologize for our, this game, this game, this uh, podcast I know is getting more and more casual as we go along. And a lot of that is because we're just, ha- we're more and more, we care more comfortable to us. No, I think it's become, you know, we, we used to live in the same building when we did this. I walked downstairs to record in person. And more and more, this has become my way that I stay connected to this. And I stay connected with you. I wouldn't talk to you and Fletcher every week if it weren't for this podcast. No. You know, and it's just nice to have that consistency of like, this is where we have our friendship (laughs) in front of a whole bunch of other people. (laughs) And this is why everyone who listens to us, you're all part of our friend group. Yeah. Like you are. We don't know you unless you're on Discord and I play games with you, but you know us. And I don't know. We know a lot more of our listeners now than we used to know. Oh, yes. Especially after this weekend. But even before then with the Discord and with the live recordings, you know, like... I, I always know I can hit Courtney up for some craft talk. <laughs> <laughs> and and Fletcher, you haven't been with us as long, but you've been with us a lot longer than you haven't. So yeah. like Yep, that's true. You should figure out if I've been on the show longer than Josh has. You were. Yeah. Cause you came in around one twenty ish, one thirty ish, I wanna say, somewhere in that neighborhood. And we're up to three hundred now. Okay. Well, there you go. So it's it's a crazy, crazy milestone. Again, whether you measure in years or episode numbers or whatever, it's just another number, but it is a milestone number. And we would not do this like this if it wasn't for the listeners. So that's another thing too. Like we would probably still hang out virtually, like if we forced it, but you guys force us to do this every week and in a good way, you force us to do it. Like <laughs> we're committed to doing this every week. So. We have um, fun doing this. We're already. only friends because you force us to be friends with each other. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't know how to thank everyone enough. It's just know that we appreciate you and, and thank you for being so a part much. of this. Yeah. Fletcher doesn't. Fletcher couldn't care less, but he's just like, <laughs> I got to pack. I'm moving houses. I, I got to, I got to go. Yeah. That's not true. I mean, it is true, but it's also not <laughs> Uh, it's getting late. He's got to go walk his dog. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, take us out and we will, um, you know, talk on the other side of the credits. Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. You can be part of our live recording Monday nights at 830 Central or join our Discord to talk to us all week long. Both links are in our show notes. You can email us at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. If you'd like to be one of these wonderful people, you can find out how by visiting our website, tabletopgametalk.com, and clicking the support us link. Or there's a link in the show notes, too. Finally, a huge thank you to our our current patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Stark, The Gift of Games, Sahara Wentworth, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Thayash, thank you on the pronunciation tip, 
John Williams, <laughs> Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Timothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lutz, Weatherman Keith, Joe Putnam, Leanne Perholz, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, J Jason Marks, Christopher Dom, Terrence Miltner, Richard Yossi, Token Fan Forever, Michael Finley, Stephen Falcon, Joe Romero, David Radke, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, Brian Ellis, Dan Steed, Darren McClellan, David Garner, T Tony Simpkins, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toff, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstratton, Glenn Cotter, Eric Philander, Adrian Dong, Eric Hoffman, Jason Ronnie, Justin Willard, Jerry Wong, Sean P. Kelly, and Christy Keel. Thank you to everyone who's ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us, but really just listening to us also means the world to us. But our patrons are just like one tiny bit higher because they give us money. Um, but until next week, <laughs> keep playing games and having fun. All right, so we need to make a pact. Oh, no. <laughs> we will always have a game going on BGA, so I can constantly wait for Fletcher to take his turn. Uh, not, <laughs> no, I'm not going to agree to this. <laughs> <laughs>